So tonight, we begin what is called the Paschal Triduum, the three most sacred and important days of the year. They are Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and Easter. So the Paschal Triduum begins with the evening Mass of the Lord's Supper on Holy Thursday, which is tonight, reaches its high point in the Easter Vigil, and closes with evening prayer on Easter Sunday. So we enter the eternal moments when Jesus gave us his body and blood in the upper room, sacrificed that same body and shed that same blood on Golgotha, and ultimately rose triumphant from the dead. So tonight we celebrate the Last Supper of our Lord, a time to recall the ultimate act of love given by our Lord on a night before he was to suffer. So we hear in the gospel reading, Jesus knew that his hour had come to pass from this world to the Father. He loved his own in the world, and he loved them to the end. <clears throat> On this night, Jesus knew what was going to happen to him, and he left a lasting memorial of love to his disciples as he gathered them at the table for a meal. But we know this is no ordinary meal. This was a Passover meal, which we heard about in the first reading from Exodus. So why did Jesus choose a meal to impart this lasting memorial of love? As we know, giving food and drink to someone is an expression of love. Just think about reunions. What do we do? We all come together at a predetermined location. We may see relatives... Friends, classmates, depending on what type of reunion we're having. There may be games, activities, or just hanging out, talking, and catching up. There's one common theme that usually happens at every reunion. We eat. We eat when we get there. We eat during the reunion. And if that is not enough, people send food home with us to eat. People love to give food to others, to show their love to others, just as Jesus shows his love by giving food to his people. But at the Last Supper, he was not just giving them food, he gave them himself. Holding the bread, he said, This is my body, eat it. Holding the cup filled with wine, he said, This is my blood. Drink it. This is the institution of the Holy Eucharist. We know the Eucharist is the source and summit of the church's life and ministry. The Holy Eucharist is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. So when Father lifts the bread and wine and repeats those words, it becomes the body and blood of our Lord. The food that God has generously made available to us to nourish us will nourish us on our spiritual journey. Pope Francis tells us, the Eucharist is not just a weekly way of celebrating our faith, but should radically affect our relationship with others, especially with those most in need. The Eucharist gives us the grace to receive forgiveness and to forgive others. We go to Mass. 
because we know that we are always in need of God's love, grace, and mercy that comes to us through the body and blood of Christ, which is the Eucharist. The institution of the Holy Eucharist by Christ on Holy Thursday also marks the institution of the priesthood when he tells his disciples, do this in remembrance of me. So the priesthood is both God's gift and a mystery. So when we give gifts, we are giving a free offer to a person, and they can either accept our gift or reject it. Describing a priesthood as a gift simply means that God is the one who freely calls and decides who to call. The mystery of the priesthood comes from the lives of Melchizedek and Christ, which are the high priests. It also comes to its fullness at the Lord's Supper on Holy Thursday and at every Mass during the consecration of the bread and wine, which is transformed into the real body and blood of Christ. I had the honor of attending the Chrism Mass on Tuesday as a newly ordained deacon. I was able to see our beloved priests and bishops renew their annual promises to the sacred priesthood. So this year is a very special year for one of our own beloved priests, and that is Father Sizemore. This year, I'm excited to say this. This year he is celebrating his silver anniversary, 25 years as a priest for our diocese. <clears throat> Father, I think I speak for all of us when we say yeah, that we truly, truly love you and we are truly blessed to have you here at St. Francis with us. Thank you. So in today's gospel, we see the servitude Jesus. He gathers his 12 disciples in the upper room after they have traveled a long distance. And then suddenly, Jesus stands and takes off his outer garment and pours water in the bowl, which is typically used by the servants to wash the feet of those who come to the banquet. Jesus then kneels in front of each of them and begins to wash their feet as an expression of his undying love for them, even though the disciples will abandon him, deny him, and betray him. When Jesus got to Peter... Peter did not like to see his Lord and Master degrading himself in this way. Peter tells Jesus, you will never wash my feet. Jesus responded, unless I wash you, you will have no inheritance with me. So Peter lets Jesus wash his feet because he knows he does not want to lose the love he feels for this person who has changed his life. And then Jesus proceeds one after the other, washing their feet and then drying them. And finally, he goes back, puts on his garment, and he says to his disciples, Do you realize what I have done to you? And of course, they don't, and they remain silent. He said, You call me teacher and master, 
and rightly so. And then he pauses and he says, if I have washed your feet, you ought to wash one another's feet. This is the meaning of the Eucharist. This is the meaning of why he, the Son of God, came down to share our humanity that we might share in an understanding of the great dignity that God has given us and the great gift that he continues to give us each day. This raises a few questions. How can the Son of God kneel in front of these men who he knows will all run away from him when he needs them the most? And also, when Jesus kneels to wash their feet, what does he see? He sees the humanity in all of them, and he loves them in a human way. And he also sees the presence of God in each one of them. He knows that each one of them has been formed individually out of the greatness and glory of God. And each one is worthy of respect, because not for what he is, but what he has become when God created him in his own image and likeness. And what Jesus is really doing is telling the truth of who they really are. They are not, even in the most remote way, even near an understanding of the greatness of, of being the children, the sons and daughters, who are made in the image of a loving father. And it is Jesus who is paying, paying homage at this time. And that is why he says, I have given you a model to follow so that as I have done for you, you should also do. Jesus is telling us that as a disciple of Christ, in response to the love of God, we are to serve others. Each and every one of us, no matter what we have done or how we we behave or what we do with the treasures that God gives us, we are indeed the precious children of God. In our dignity, our feelings, in the great gifts that God gives us, we must first recognize in ourselves. Jesus is telling us, when you learn how to serve, you will learn how to live. When you learn to love others, you understand what love is. And when you learn to give happiness and joy to others, you understand what it means to be happy, and full of joy. So every time we come to this celebration of the Eucharist, let us always be reminded that we are celebrating the sacrifice of Jesus on that cross being made present to us. Let us also pray for our beloved priests for God's protection and guidance to faithfully fulfill their ministry of bringing our Lord to his people. And let us make sure that our Eucharistic celebration will always be a celebration of love. God's love for us and our love for one another.